Everyone's got opinions when it comes to leadership. And let's be honest, how many experts do we all know? But where can we find real leadership advice that's not BS? Well, look no further. Welcome to No BS Leadership, where on each episode, we attempt to expose the gap between what leaders think they should be doing and what actually works. Listen in as we irritate some, inform others, and challenge all leaders to discover a better path to the leadership excellence we all want. Welcome back, everyone, to the No More Leadership BS podcast. And before we actually started recording, we were having an interesting conversation. And you must be clear with enunciation of words or entire meanings change in conversation. So we were laughing about that. And earn or earn. Yeah, very different. Earn, learn, all the different things. Today, we have an episode that, you know, for me, near and dear to my heart because uh, of where I grew up and what I grew up doing, which was just hard work. And I worked a lot in fields. I, I did a lot of labor on farms, whether that was working with cattle or working on actual agricultural farms. Where there's a reason why cows are meat because they're what dumb. The, they're stupid the animals. I'm so sorry. Wow. PETA, we're sorry. Please still sponsor us if you'd like. Not sorry about Ooh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. She had beef in a PETA. Oh, delicious. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> But today we're going to talk about hard work. When something's not working, it's just you're not working hard enough at it. And that's the myth. The myth is that, you know what, if you just dig in, you just work harder, that it will eventually happen. And uh, I love that there's the saying that I believe it was president. He was an older president, the 16th president of the United States, Mr. Abraham Lincoln, that said, if you give me six hours to chop down a tree, I'm going to spend four hours sharpening the axe which is not necessarily working harder. It is that sharpening your ax, working smarter to do a job. So I'm going to ask for you, what are some situations? Where's the line? Where have you found that working harder is not necessarily the right answer? Because a lot of things take hard work, but when is it just spinning your wheels and it just becomes excruciating, exhausting, and you're just grinding yourself down? Where is that line in different areas that you've seen with coaching or with clients or personally. So I'm going to throw it over to Myra because I believe you had a, an interesting theory on this subject. Oh, I, I have to throw out the question. If you believe that working harder is what the hustle, the grind, work harder, and eventually you'll make it, wouldn't everybody that worked hard be successful? Wouldn't everybody? And how many do you know that have worked themselves into the ground and are just burnt out. They don't ever reach the level of success that that they thought that working harder and harder would get them. Now, there is something to be said from working smarter, not harder. And I love the Lincoln re- reference. But I want to talk about what, why do we work harder when it hasn't worked before? And leaders are specifically... They face this. Why do you double down when it didn't work before? And I went through this is why I, this is near and dear to my heart is we have a tendency to blame ourselves when things aren't working. So if I'm the problem, then if I just work harder, then the problem will get better. If my people aren't following me, 
I am not doing something wrong. I'm just not working hard enough. And I have seen this in the last year, two people specifically burn themselves almost to the ground because they thought that they had to do it. And it's, it's just ama- been amazing to see them change as they've come to the conclusion that it's not how, it's who. And they learn that they don't have to do everything. As a leader, you don't have to do everything. You can't personally do everything. And as a leader, you figure out who will do that well and learn to delegate. But it all worked back to they were blaming themselves for it not being well. And as a leader, they wanted to fix it by working harder. So there's something to be said for having that work ethic, for being able to put in the hours to get really good at something. But if you're putting in the hours to get good at one thing, there's a lot of other things that are not necessarily going to get that attention. And that's where you have to find the who versus just work uh-huh. hard at that. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Mr. Conroy, you look yeah. like you had an interesting, like all of us, Mara is mm. talking and yeah. you went, wait, so what did you want to add? I think some of us have been, have been working long enough that I quit using work smarter, not harder and just um, become more efficient. I'm a huge structure and organization guy. I love structure. I think it, 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 things are done. So things are being done purposefully. I think where the, what happens is that this work smarter, not harder happens when you have a leader that is going to die on that mountain. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. And if this, the way we do this is going to work, I just know it's going to work. And you're going to piss off your employees. You're going to piss off your customers. You're going to go down with the ship. And I think that's where my mentality of let's be efficient. Let's build structure and organization. Let's be nimble enough to change, to tweak things, to make things work. Sometimes, a lot of times, it, the system you have in place won't work. And you've got to be able to recognize that as a leader and recognize the frustration. I'm working with a company right now that is putting in a system in place that is frustrating some of the team members. and But the company's committed to this and i think that's noble but they need to also be aware of what it's doing to the employees and that needs to be brought to their attention and then they need to adjust to, to do something about that i'm hoping they'll get to that point is but that to me, frustration because the do you see the value in that system that i totally do it will pay I, off yeah i 100 see the value in that system and it's got a great track for the way of doing business it's just people don't mind change they just don't want to be changed and they're having to they're having to rethink and reevaluate and do things a little differently. And they don't like that. You have some people that have been doing it for 20 years and they're like, oh, I've always done it this way. Do what you've done, get what you got. And if you're going to continue doing it this way, you're always going to get this result. But there's this new way of doing things. It's proven to work. It would be really cool if we could get our own company to do it. Let's try and work towards that. But there needs to be heavy support from the upper echelon people to support the staff to continue the buy-in on that. It's my two cents on that one. Yeah. So leadership has to change? No, leadership needs to support heavily. (laughs) Yeah. 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 People like, they don't mind change. They don't like to be changed. They don't want to be changed. And so if leadership's going to implement something new, they need to, to work hip and holster with the people and listen and support and motivate. And if they need to make tweaks, they need to make tweaks. But just because you're in the high chair and you're saying we're going to change doesn't mean it's the right decision. Change for the sake of change is not correct. 
If it's not broke, break it. I hate that. Mentality. I've had that said to me so many times. Broke, break it. If it's not broke, break it. And I'm like, shut the hell up. That's that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah, but breaking stuff is fun. I'm going to say on breaking stuff is fun. I That's another harder job that I always do that. I always like, give me a sledgehammer and tell me to go break stuff. I love yeah. that. It's yeah. great. I could do that. Take down an entire building. It's just fun. But that's a specific job. That's a different conversation. Mr. Conroy, coming over to you. The, what I know that based on your life experience and some of the industries you worked in, that this harder working stuff isn't always the, the key. What is your input on this for some of our leaders who may be feeling that? So they just got to work harder at it. What just does gotta, that do to them? I think it's more of a, I think when you're a, a young leader, you want to prove yourself. When the, upper, the higher up say, we want to do it this way, you're going to move hell and high water to make that happen. But I think it's if you're going to start irritating people, you learn as a leader to step back, motivate, adjust, step to the right, whatever you have to do to make that happen. There's more than one way of completing a task. You just need to be more aware and more, I used the word earlier, nimble to pivot when you have to. And I hate the word pivot. Me too. Sorry. But yeah, it's just one of those things that, as a leader, you just learn. That's why I've, I'm a big structure and organization guy. I think there's a better way of doing things. I think there's a way we can look at it and we can change things. You get people's input and that input creates change. And it's got to be taken seriously. Good to have input from the people that are Always. actually experiencing the change. Correct. So you know if it's positive or not. Correct. Mr. Geyer, based on your experience in your fields of profession that you've had, what this work harder just keep working hard. Just keep working hard. Just keep working hard. What is the effect? What does that do to, let's say, those upper level executives, those CEOs? What's that? Yeah, it's a, what's it like? It's a slow burn that ends up in, in burnout. I'm not sure I like necessarily the burnout word, but because, but because to me it conjures up weakness, but it really isn't weakness. You, as a leader, you've worked so hard for so long under the stress or pressure. It's not the amount of stress or pressure. It's how long you've been carrying it. It's if I gave you a gallon milk jug to hold straight out in your arm, you could do it easily for a minute, but could you do it for eight hours? And the answer is probably no. So it isn't the amount of stress. It's how long you carry it. And so here's the thing. Working hard is not the only ingredient to success. Amen. However, it is one of the ingredients of success. You can't lollygag or half-ass your way to success. Success may knock on the door, as the old saying goes, but it's not going to come in the house and kiss you full on the lips while you're sitting on the couch wa watching Netflix. I mean, it, what it, the it hell? doesn't happen that way. Wow. So hard work is one of the ingredients. It's not the only one. And my experience, and in fact, I just had a conversation yesterday with a leader that's struggling with this, that the amount of work that's being done on a daily basis, and it's been going on now for weeks and months and, and maybe even years, it is becoming overwhelming. It's too heavy, like that milk jug after holding it forever. It's just too heavy to carry. And the question that I asked this young leader, mid-life leader was, how do you think you got to where you're at? And he paused and he thought, I'm not sure what you're asking. And I said, is the situation that you're in the culmination of the decisions you've made over the past weeks, months, years, whatever? And he said, yes. 
And I said, okay, and you don't necessarily like where you're at, correct? That's why we're talking. And I said, okay, so do you think you have the power, the ability, the knowledge to make a different decision to get you to a different place? And the answer clearly is yes. It's that old axiom, the definition of insanity. If you keep doing what you're doing that's got you where you're at, yes, and you just keep doing it, whether you do it fast or slow or hard or however, are you going to get to a different place? And clearly the answer is no. So you have to change your thinking. I believe you have to change your mindset. And the way you do that is you have to find people. Here's a shameless plug for coaches. You have to find somebody that can look at your situation from a different perspective. You can't hear, here's Dr. Sam's voice in my head. You can't read the label on your jar if you're inside the jar. And so you need somebody to help (laughs) you get that different perspective so that you can get a different mindset so that you can focus your work in a different direction that will get you a different result. Yeah. Yeah. That outside perspective is absolutely vital because when you're in the jar, that's your entire reality and you don't know necessarily how to get out of the jar. Even if someone opens the lid, you're not necessarily going to look up and go, oh, that's how I get out. It's important to have that validation. My, My wife uses the monkey cage. So when you go into the monkey cage, it stinks. But after you're in there for a few minutes, you're like, eh, it's not so bad. If people that are in it, we always say, yeah, you're in the monkey cage. You don't see it. You That's kind of like Lippmann and Lewiston. <laughs> I love the city of Lewiston. I wish more listeners would listen to us in the city of Lewiston. How about the other three of you guys? <laughs> hey, Lewiston. Yeah, there you go. Oh, man. <laughs> Dr. Sam, would look like your perspective on this. I know that you have probably look this up on chat GPT. We've had other exciting episodes about AI and what it has to say about that. But what are your thoughts on this work hard? Just keep grinding. Just keep grinding. What do you think? The first thing that came to mind was a book that I was introduced to verbally. I haven't read the book. So like I didn't get a title, but it has to do with finding a gold vein three feet from where they stopped digging. And the parable that was shared was they just quit too early. Person soaked their whole life savings and their physical health into this thing, sold the mine, and then the person who bought it struck gold. Gee whiz, if he just kept going, he would struck gold too. No joke. What if about three feet before that, or three feet before that, three feet before that? How do you know that the next three feet is magically going to be it? What a ridiculous metaphor for existence. Because there's no way to believe that next thing is going to be the new thing you need. So if it's not working... Just, and if somebody else comes in, it's like playing slot machines. It's the same exact odds every single time you play. Machine yeah. hot? No. Person sat there for a half hour, didn't win. Next person sits down and wins. Oh, well, look you there. It was up for wins. Yes, it was luck. It was dumb luck, but it was luck just the same. Yep. So the issue that I see with science in particular, so is our people are in their cars right now, are on their commute. If they're outside, whatever they're doing, think about that thing that you're doing at work or even in your life and you've tried over and over, it hasn't been successful. Not why, but how can you do it differently? What's a different way around this tree? Because what you're doing so far isn't getting you there. And be creative. So if it's something you haven't ever tried or somebody else has recommended, you've said no, thank you. Then all of a sudden you're like, maybe. Or, and it's ridiculous. So if you're driving, pull over and just stop for a minute. What if you don't do it? What if that thing you can't get done, you just don't do it? 
Maybe that's an option too. Maybe you met, or meant to go down that path. Maybe it's a new path altogether. So to your question early on, Jill, how do you know when, basically, when to quit or when to persist? If it's not working for you, then your energy and your finances and your health are all going to crap because you can't get this one thing done. Maybe, just maybe, find a new one thing. Yeah. 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 That's brilliant. Yeah. I want to jump in there if I can, Jeff. That's perfect stuff, Sam. And I want to reiterate what I said, I think, a little earlier about you need somebody to help you. This is, mm-hmm. if I go to the foundation of we're, we're created as relational beings, that makes sense that you need somebody to help you. But the analogy that jumps in my head is that let's say we're, I'm walking along as a leader and metaphorically I fall into this or step into quicksand. It's my job and it, it's starting to envelop me and overwhelm me and all those things. And so I just struggle harder and work harder trying to get it. That actually makes it worse. To get out of quicksand, you need somebody to help you get out. Oh, it's You can fall into it by yourself, but you can't get out by yourself. And again, maybe it's a shameless plug for coaching, but I actually think it's the truth. It's reality. It's what happens that we get to these places and we just don't know what to do. And we just keep working hard and, and harder. And it's not designed for you to be able to get out by yourself. You need someone to help you. Don't do it alone. You don't have to be alone. Don't do it alone. I just want to add, don't wait till the quick signs up to your nose. That's what we have a tendency to do is wait until there is no other options. And that is spelled burnout. The Mm -hmm. quicksand is up to your nose and you've got to do something to survive. So I, I say that with heartfelt hope that you will reach out to somebody. Because like you said, you can't get out of The more you struggle, the faster you'll go down. Yeah. And that's really hard. Here's the other challenging aspect of that is if you're in the jar, you're in the quicksand jar, you might not even know you're in there and you might not recognize that you're sinking until you get to the point where you're like, oh my gosh, I'm sinking. At any point when you start to recognize that, if you have that, that you have those signs of stress, burnout, exhaustion, this just isn't working. It's a chore to just get up and get to the office or wherever it is, you recognize that's a sign. And please, by all means, reach out to someone. It doesn't have to be us. Reach out to a friend, reach out to a colleague, reach out to somebody because you're on the path. And that's a, that's a, it can be a dangerous path. As a matter of fact, I had Dr. Sam look it up that there's an actual Japanese term for working yourself to death, which is Kiroshi. And the fact that they actually have a term for that means that it happens frequently enough that they created a term for it. And it was very interesting. I was listening to another podcast where they were talking about this, that the culture is to work so hard to dedicate your entire life. And it's cutting people's lives short because they are 100% in and working themselves to death. And it's, wow, is that really living? And there's, I'm a firm believer in working really hard, but not spinning your wheels. Because eventually you just realize you just, you, you dig yourself deeper and deeper, deeper into that hole. My, I don't know if you all have had a, a conversation with your significant other and they hand you a shovel and you just start digging your own grave, right? Yeah. It's the same thing. Never done the first thing to stop doing. Just stop digging. Yeah. But I can't help it. I just got to keep right. digging. Never done that. Questions usually, how are you digging that hole while you're in it? That's, that's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> how do you dig yourself out of a hole? You stop. <laughs> 
You got to put the dirt on one side, stop throwing it out of the hole. So I'm curious in our, in, in our last remaining minutes here, if somebody found themselves, we've already said it, Jeff Conroy, you said, get some help. What are some other options of getting a professional coach? Are there other options? What can you do to not necessarily work harder, but to work smarter, find the who? What single piece of advice do you have for those leaders who might find themselves in that quicksand? Don't wait until everyone walks out on you. Take action beforehand. Gotcha. Gotcha. Good. Same idea. Start to imagine where you don't want to be, right? If this all goes to crap, then X, Y, Z. Start there and work backwards to how will I know? Not that I'm there. That's obvious. How will I know I'm headed? Yeah. yeah. Pending, I that with a, a client just last week. Then they said, if next year is like last year, I'm going to have to quit. Okay. What does that look like? We started describing that. And I said, how's it show up in your work and your personal life and so forth? And eventually got down to one of the symptoms among several was eating, right? So, okay, then eating is an issue. That's my issue too. Yep. I get frustrated and upset. You have to find the calories, bring them all. Let's do this thing. We're discussing that. I said, so what is it for you though? Eating it, that's fine. How does it show up? Weight gain, is it empty calories? Is it going out? And what's the thing you've started to eat at Belfley? And then they had an answer for that. So, okay, and then how often does that show up? So one well, reason I'm telling the story is because it gets down to that little granular bit of if you do this action, you know you're on a path towards more not great action. So for the folks who are listening, imagine your situation, imagine your response to stress. How does that show up? When does it show up? And the first sign that it shows up, start thinking, is this episodic or am I starting a new trend here? And pay close mm-hmm. attention. Because the last thing you want to do is get to the breaking point where it's, you know, I'm ready to back up and move out as you're done so. Yeah. Yep. On that, sort of along that same line, and this is something that Sam has a wonderful illustration on, is you can start knowing if you're going in the wrong direction. If you will think about what your life values are and then compare them with the way you're living. If they are completely or even a little bit out, that is a really good sign that things aren't going to go well because nothing stays still. If you keep living out in alignment of who you authentically are, it, it you're just spending your whole being on something else. And But if you notice, that's something you can do by yourself is what are my values and how Am I living those values? Yeah. That's, Mr. Geyer. That's great advice right there, Myra. Mine, and as we're talking through this conversation, I hearken back to the days that my alarm would go off early in the morning and I would throw my legs out of bed and sit there on the edge of the, my bed and, and force myself, will myself to get up and go to work. And when I got to work, I would actually put my hand <clears throat> on the doorknob and force myself to to open that door and go into the pit, into the arena. And hard work, just put your head down and work hard and things will get better is the is what I chose to do. And Jeff Geoff, you said it earlier that, you know, that can be a dangerous path. And I'm more aggressive than that. That is a dangerous path. It's not can be. It it is one. And I mistakenly believed that because it felt hard for me and I was working hard and I was overwhelmed, 
that I mistakenly believed that I was weak was the reason I couldn't make it right or the reason I was feeling that way. And it doesn't have anything to do with weakness. It has to do with the mindset and the things Myra was talking about, things Conroy's talking about, and the absolute things that that Dr. Sam talks about, that th it's the way we're approaching the work. It's not the work we're doing. And so I can't, I couldn't, and I believe everyone else that finds themselves in this situation, and I also believe at some point you will, I, I, I don't think that this is one of those things that is not avoidable, that when you get into that situation, that you need someone to help you. You need that proverbial lifeline. You need the person to help you get out of the quicksand. You need the person that you know and trust to help you get a different perspective on your current situation. Continuing to bust your ass and work harder, believing that's what your family wants or that's what, you know, your boss wants or that's what I was created to do or that's all horse manure. You need to stop for a second and get a hold of one of the five of us. If you don't know anybody else, DM one of us and we'll help you. It's, I just want to grab people because by, by the collar and shake them because I wished someone would do that for me. And, and at one point, a, a very good friend did. He didn't shake me physically, but we went and had breakfast and a cup of coffee and he just kind of looked right at me and said, Hey, man, what are you doing? And that was the beginning of the recovery, the beginning of the phoenix rising out of the ashes. And yeah, I can't implore, I beg people. Uh, man, talk to me, talk to someone, preferably not your spouse, because their, their, their perspective can't help you. Talk to one of us, DM us, man. We'll get you on a better path. I think that's a perfect close because we all hit it on the head. Work hard, great. Working harder, not always the answer. Get some help. Reach out, whether that's to us or someone else, because it, it could be Really is realistically for some people, it's the path to a, a quick demise. So yes. take care of yourself. It's that whole mental health and wellness and fitness and physical fitness. It's the whole gamut. Yes. Reach out to someone. If this episode spoke to you, please DM us, ask us questions. You can email us at ask us at leadershipbs.co. You can find us on the social media sites, all that fun stuff, but reach out, get some help, get an outside perspective. We would be more than happy to help you out. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. Have a wonderful week and we will chat with you next time. Have a great day. Bye. Bye-bye. Later, bye. -bye. bye, -bye. Later, bye, -bye.